0: Calm Down with Erin and Carissa is a production of iHeartRadio. She's my best friend. Have you ever done a TikTok? No, but we had a fun dance party. Hey, welcome to the Calm Down podcast. We're just going to jump right in. I'm on the deep band. We did a little birthday party, dance party the other day where kind of we had my wedding. Mm -hmm. And it was a bunch of 10-year-olds, 13-year-olds, and 45-year-olds just getting down. And they all knew all these songs that I had no idea. And the dances, like, she's my best friend. It was hilarious. I have not felt old until now. Like, I don't know how to do a reel. Remember when I tried to do a reel with Lauren at your house? for styling a console the real real yeah the real real great website if they want to sponsor us we're down for it i too love Mm -hmm. a discounted louis vuitton bag um yeah i don't know how to do reels i don't know how to do tiktoks i'll never forget when i was cover for extra they were like hey um go cover the kids you know teen choice awards Mm -hmm. i knew no one on that red carpet i feel like when when was it for you that you're like oh yeah no i'm not in the loop anymore or maybe we when don't. I presented at the Teen Choice Awards. Oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it no, to No, just being that. around these kids out here, because we're with all these families, and they know every word to every dirty rap song. And I thought I was cool, but I was like, how do you know this? And- um, yeah, I, I feel pretty old. I'll tell you what's working though. Maybe you feel old, but then you're gonna fit right in on that golf course because you in a polo shirt. Never have I ever, and you look so like with your hair. G four, I think. Is this Aaron in Montana? When I Facetimed you yesterday, you were at the driving range, and nothing made me happier. Yes. So my husband's a huge, like, golf person, golfer. I don't know. Golf person. And we've been out here in Montana for about five, six summers. And this was the first time. Well, last year I said I was going to do it. We have started to take lessons. So my girlfriend, Ashley, and I have started to take lessons. And she's way better. And lessons consist of us just being on the driving range. So yesterday, (laughs) Ash was out of town. I just asked Jarrett, and we're going to go hit some balls later, um, if he would come with me and I really like it. And I like to hit a driver before I was a seven iron, but the driver's fun, but uh-huh. you got to move the tee up a little bit. Uh-huh. But then full disclosure, he always is like on Instagram. I'm always like, what are you looking at? What are you looking at? <laughs> well, he's looking at stupid golf videos and stuff. And so now I get it because he took a video of me doing like my swing. I I think I sent it to you.
1: I didn't I know, know you did it. You need to send it straight.
0: Okay, well, we'll be putting it on the IG Calm Down. Oh, yeah, the IG Calm Down podcast. The Calm Down podcast IG. My arms need to stay straight. And imagine this. My posture is horrible. I'm like this. But it's so fun. Wait, where is it? I, I Guess what I ordered? I ordered the back what? brace. I ordered the brace. Oh, I wonder if I should wear it. I know. I was just going to put my riding range. That thing works, man. For those of you guys that don't know what we're talking about, Aaron was wearing what looks like a backpack when you like just in this shot that we have right here. Yeah. But it pulls your shoulders back. Yeah. Maybe try it on the range. I just like, are you enjoying that? That's a good thing to do is like a couple with couples, uh, you know? Oh, yeah. I would not go on the course with him as a couple. I like when he comes on the range with me and he fixes me. He says I take coaching very, very well. But yeah, I was excited to put my golf shirt on for you. I know. You look so cute. uh, I'm going to head out there after. Oh, my God. This is the best version. I'm so happy that you're in a better um, mood this week in Montana. This is the errand that I need in Montana. We dealt with the pillow shams. We dealt with the Wi-Fi. You're in a better headspace and you look adorable. Must be the golfing. thing. Well, I went to this acupuncturist out here today, and uh, she made me cry. It was awesome. Whoa. I don't even know, like, what happened. And I go to acupuncture uh, once a week for fertility stuff, for anxiety, all that. And she was working. She said certain areas were talking to her. Mm-hmm. And she said she wanted to put some, um what, I don't know, some, what's it, doTERRA, the stuff, the smelling stuff. Uh, she told me to close problem. my eyes. And she would uh, um, tell me the scent that was speaking to me. And the one I picked, it was very peppermint She said, open your eyes and said, read what the label says. And it said, breathe. And I started to cry. And I go, what um, are you doing to and me? And then Faith Hill <laughs> played in the background. Just breathe. Yeah. Remember, yeah. she's then rolling Two hours for groceries. Yes, with her hair. it's oh, great. Oh my gosh. I wanted to be Faith Hill so bad that for prom, that was when that album came out, I put in this terrible weave. It was like, I mean, which I've had a lot of bad weaves. I mean, it is, it, this one really took the cake. It was like a full on like net kind of a thing, but I wanted to be Faith Hill so bad. Um, oh, yeah. I'll tell you who else I want to be. Allie Webb. Who? Hello. Yes. I'm so excited, you guys. We have the co founder of Dry Bar and Squeeze, which is her new business venture, um, on the podcast today. As entrepreneurs, Aaron and I are always curious um, and excited to talk to individuals who have done it and crushed it um i want to know she couldn't do just one thing she had to do two why don't you leave the rest for us i mean Allie? give us a shot give peace a chance yeah. Allie. so we'll talk to her so i'm excited about that but um hello i am so sorry i didn't tell you congratulations you must be wearing blue for your lightning winning the cup hello <gasps> So exciting. My mom and dad went to the parade today. Very cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that was amazing. I cried. We downloaded again the video to the Calm Down podcast IG. It was very emotional. I feel like when the Stanley Cup comes out anyways, it's super emotional. But just seeing the guys and it was the second year, then I was really excited because their families could go out and enjoy them. Mm-hmm. And they, I don't think they let the families out on the ice, which I still have to get the full story from some of the wives about Why? Stan Kosa McDonough oh, as well. we uh-huh. I don't know. NBC showed a shot of them standing at the glass and kind of being like, let us in. And I never saw any pictures of the families and the babies on the ice, which Aww. as we've talked about before, Cuitest. is very scary sometimes oh. because you can fall right down. That that girl's okay, by the way, just in case <sighs> yes, anyone was wondering from that from that other video. Um, but that's so exciting. Or is it not as exciting because they've already won? How many, t- how many times oh. have they won? Uh, three times total as an organization, but back to back. Is it how is it watching the Stanley Cup with Jarrett, who has won to himself? Like, does awesome. he, is it? Do you guys like turn the volume he off and he like commentates the whole thing? What's happening? No, he tells me to. <laughs> Calm down a lot, you know? <laughs> um, but he also, I love it because he points out penalties before they get whistled. Ooh. And it's really good too. If my team is playing and he's like, oh no. And I'm like, what? And he goes, too many men or that was a cross check or things like that. Or he'll be like, oh boy. And I'm like, good or bad. And he's like, really good for you guys. Like he's really good at seeing that stuff. Imagine I love that, it. You know? Very Tony yeah. Romo of him to call things before it actually is happening. Now, if only he could get Romo's paycheck. <laughs> Speaking of paycheck, I want Allie Webb's paycheck. Same. I'm excited to, or really interested to ask her how she adapted to the pandemic. Because, mm-hmm. hello, I mean, she, was, she is a salon. And so I, she was hit, I'm sure, the hardest. Yep. What has she changed? What has she learned? How did she learn to deal with her business? All that kind of stuff. Yep. Lots of good questions. I have a question. Why am I so red? Maybe yeah. it's the shirt. Look at us. We're very patriotic in our red and blue here. We are. Mm -hmm. I did a uh, deep conditioning mask the other day and I I am so excited about it because I, you know, I I don't have a weave in and I'm trying to get healthy. That's all your own um, hair still? Yeah. You have a lot of hair. But let me tell you what. Well, you know. You do. I've got to go easy on myself or it's going to start to fall out. Um breathe. So I, like I said, I put a deep conditioner, like mask in and I left it in all day. I was really excited because I made an effort for that. And then we were going out to dinner and (sighs) I guess I didn't wash it out all the way. I washed the top track, but I guess I didn't really get up and in there. Uh-huh. It is so greasy and nasty back here still. Yeah, <gasps> um, you hit up the top track line. Uh. Um, we call that a top wash in the biz because when you don't want to have to wash your whole weave, you just take this front part and wash it. and Oh, give it I know yourself. well. Remember how uh, Aaron and I used to send each other pictures when we would take our individual clip-ins out and have to dry them in the hotels and put them over the racks. It's always sexy. Mm-hmm. I was, um, actually, it might be in this bag. I was pulling out my extensions. I had to go do an interview with Ron Rivera and his wife, Stephanie. What a dream. It It was incredible. Yes. You want to talk about those people that. Did uh, you see his golden retriever? I wish. Tahoe, you mean? Tahoe was in Tahoe. I was looking for my extension. This was so classy of me. I'm sitting in his living room and I was pulling my individual extensions out. Um anyone that doesn't know Ron Rivera's story is incredible. He's the head coach of the yeah. Washington football team and last year he was diagnosed with cancer um in the start of the season and he went through chemo tr- he, and he's in remission. Yay. Yeah, how does he look? Um, how does he looks sound? Looks great. He's uh, yeah, he said his the biggest thing for him is just keeping weight on because his he just metabolizes yeah. things so fast from the treatments, but it was incredible, Aaron. I, did you, you worked some of their games, right? I didn't get to see oh, Coach you didn't? Okay. this year. We didn't work. You know what? Yes. But we did work their game this year, but we didn't get to see him, you know, oh. and I wasn't on his sideline. Got it. Yeah. I mean, he was telling me that at halftime, so what's halftime, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Well, I mean, you know, yeah, I don't cover sports. Barely. Um, he would get a, uh, an IV. He wouldn't even talk to the team yeah. at halftime. I mean, the fact that he coached yeah. throughout the season and everything that he was going through. So I'm really excited that will air on NFL Films the um presents those long form interviews but what a team between alex smith and rivera last year and then washington you know looking to get i'm excited for them this year i think they're going to be really good they obviously their defense is is their marquee part of that um team they got a ton of reasons to be optimistic in washington so that was fun but anyways yeah so classy me was pulling out extensions not in front of ron of course coach i wouldn't do that that's disrespectful but i would never just like, wait, I have to ask you a question. What? So before we came on, I was getting a real random FaceTime and not one that I'm like, I couldn't mm. tell my husband. I tell, by the way, my husband at all, because like I just, in case it bites you in the bum bum, but, um, wait, it what? It's just a random FaceTime. Well, no, I was just saying a real random, like uh, not like yeah, it's yeah, a bad yeah. person, uh-huh. you right. know, calling me. But it's just a random. Uh huh. Let's talk about that. If you're, if I haven't heard from you in a really long time, don't Facetime me. What no. are you doing? Uh, there's no chance I'm going to pick that up. I, I only pick up your Facetime. Who else would I? Pick? I think that's just you. That's 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 the only but Facetime no. I would pick up. I don't. I don't get it. Like, what are we doing here? And by the way, it's very similar to the Zoom thing now after COVID. We're, why does everything have to be a Zoom? I don't want to have to get ready to do this meeting. So and I just go straight to the audio. The same thing on phones. I, I'm not into the FaceTiming for no reason. Well, I don't even have Wi-Fi, so. Well, yeah. Well, you have Wi-Fi now. Things are going great. Things Ish. are about to get even better. Um, yeah, so I'd be curious. Actually, let's take that to the IG um, poll. Do we like a FaceTime from someone we're not that close to? No, When I'm hair and makeup ready, sure. But that happens once a week during the season. The rest of the time, I look like I just got hit by a truck. So (laughs) I don't need you FaceTiming me because guess what? I'm not going to show you. My favorite is when someone, you know, when you're not wearing any makeup and someone's like, oh my God, I didn't recognize you. I'm like, do you think that's a compliment? Which part of that statement do you think is a compliment by saying, oh, I didn't recognize you? I mean, that or different with makeup they on? see you, at, like, at a game when fans used to be able to come up to you and be like, you're so much skinnier than you are on TV. Get, <laughs> d- get away from me. Like, who needs that? It's so rude. cute, because I asked for that. Oh, my God. Ugh. It's it's along the same lines of, you look tired. Okay, when what, what <laughs> in the history of <sighs> anyone saying you look tired, is that going to be taken as a compliment? Yeah, I am. I'm exhausted. No, it's a, a Tuesday. conversation. <laughs> Oh, my God. You're you're tired. in a good place with social media right now, aren't you? Tell us about that. I'm so over social media, you guys. I love these people. That are like, I took a detox from social media. I'm, I'm getting off social media. First of all, just get off, okay? We don't need to make an announcement. Yeah, we don't that, need a press release. We don't need a press release that we're telling everyone now I've come back. I've been off social media for a month. No one knew you were gone, okay? No one no. cares. I no. sat in the Starbucks parking lot the other day for 45 minutes, just everything i scrolled to i was like ugh uh, don't like that don't like that she's annoying this is uh, and, and i'm like why am i doing this to myself i am, it makes me upset it makes me jealous i want to be on the um french riviera okay so everything on instagram is making me angry or annoyed so what am i wasting 45 minutes of my day in a starbucks parking lot doing it for it's i it's again it goes back to being a masochist i do this to myself i work myself all up i need the acupuncture peppermint patty you do and the breathe I feel that way a lot about social media. It, yeah, it really goes with like I feel like my cycle. I'm either happy or I'm sad. <laughs> or the don't ever say position. cycle again. <laughs> what day are you in your cycle? Oh, I don't oh, know. No. Let me count. Who knows God, that? I, I don't. I don't know why you still have one. I don't have one. What do you mean? Because I'm like 43. That's very mean. No, I, I need mean, new eggs. I don't I, mean you because you're menopause. I have a cycle. <laughs> I mean because i don't i don't want to have a period so i don't have one well you gotta have a period if who you're wants to eggs. i was Nobody. way late to this game by the way every man has just checked out that's ever listened to our podcast stay with us We're, we'll bring it back okay we'll talk about a tampa two defense in a second okay single high safeties we are will. coming at you real quick stay with us stay alive people that defense wanna... was really bleeding today what <laughs> who's filling the a gap um, I don't want a period. And I was really late to that game. I found out a couple of years ago, you didn't have to have one. And I was like, why did I ever want one? If you are like me and you cannot get pregnant and you're doing this whole fertility IVF thing, you better have a period. But I already did. I already did my freezing of the eggs. And I didn't, and I, know, I didn't have to do it again. I know I need I'm to do it, do it again as many times as I have. Oh no! I'll go with you next no, time. No one needs that. Um, okay, if, for those men that are still listening, we're bringing Allie Webb on here in a second. Um, I can't wait to ask her what day she's on in her cycle, so that'll be fun. Listen, it's a common thing when you're doing when you're doing IVF. What day are you? I'm like, I I don't even know what day it is. What What are you talking about? Wait, hold on. One more thing about social media. Back to the I driving. I just like it as well, but Barstool put up. A video the other day did you see of the girl this never ends well then jumps off the <laughs> roof drops on the trampoline and then flips over in the pool no i did not see that but that's the it's only so reason good. i should just do my settings so just barstool comes up because or yeah. like funny videos they actually put a video oh, so up the good. other day of a spelling bee I did with those boys back in like 2016, maybe. This oh, is yeah. when they were broke and now they are rich, rich, rich. Speaking of rich, Ali Webb coming up after the break. I have so many questions. So many questions. I know. I'm going to go to the bathroom. How do you get rich? It's not my second
3: of spills and stains on your sofa wash away your worries with anabay anabay the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices that's right sofas from only six hundred thirty nine dollars anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet friendly stain resistant and changeable slip covers made with performance fabric cloud-like comfort with high resilience foam and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing Offers are subject to change and certain restrictions may apply.
0: We welcome in now a New York Times bestselling author and co-founder of Dry Bar and now Squeeze. I'm excited to talk to you about all things business and life. Allie Webb, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, I was saying before you jumped on, I'm so sorry. I, I needed to go to Dry Bar. I mean, this is pathetic that I have you on and my hair's in a ponytail. I mean, it's so, so embarrassing. Well, luckily, we're, they're just starting to open again. It's, you know, it's kind of a rough year. <sighs> yeah. But we're back. Yes, thank God. We're dying to talk to you just about how that challenged you mentally and, and your business and what you did to overcome a lot of things. But first, Ali, I actually... The reason why we reached out to you is I was telling a story about the clothing line that I started finally three years yep. ago But <laughs> I was sitting... Thank you. But I was sitting at Justin's house with you getting our roots done. And I think I showed you my Legally Blonde bend and snap move about getting a pen on the field, which I haven't told Calm Down podcast about. But I died for your whole story about how you told me you banged down so many doors and these people would look at you in the face and say, meh, that sounds like a salon. I love that story. Please tell us about being in your 30s, having this idea, and how you got people to listen to you. Well,
4: I mean, it was it was definitely personal necessity. Obviously, we didn't invent blowouts. You know, you, you're not inventing clothes, you're just inventing a different kind of experience around it, right? Which there's so many similarities. And we were, you know, I as a girl, a naturally curly hair girl who grew up in South Florida with like frizzy, humid weather you know, just kind of longed for a place like Dry Bar. And, you know, very, very long story short, you know, I became a hairstylist, a professional hairstylist, learned how to blow out my own hair and was a stay-at-home mom. And I started a mobile blowout business in LA where I was like blow drying all my mommy friend's hair. And it was only charging <laughs> like 40 bucks because it was like 220 seemed really easy. And <laughs> that was a great little business. And like, that was a great, you know, way for me to get out of the house, get away from my kids for a couple hours, earn a little extra cash, which I don't think I actually did. But it was a great like idea and that's when i realized that like, there's really no place for women to go for an affordable blowout at a great place where you know the focus is blowouts and and to your point when i first started you know talking to people about this like women immediately got it they loved the idea you know it was like even my brother michael who became my business partner in this he was like i don't understand like sarah his wife like she's got straight hair and just Dries straight. I'm like, it's like one <laughs> percent, and most women don't have hair that just dries perfectly straight out of their heads, you know. And most women can't do their hair themselves, you know. And and so, you know, we started talking about this. I got him into the idea, you know. And then we, Mike. I was lucky enough that Michael put up the first two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, so that really like got us out the out the door. And then we realized we needed money. Um, and I think you know the story you're alluri- alluding to is like when we started raising like big money. Because we knew we were on to something. We'd opened Brentwood. It was like gangbusters. We'd opened the second location. We'd kind of been bootstrapping it and friends and family. But when we started going to like private equity and the big money guys, you know, they were like, what, you know, and like maybe a sister or their wife had heard of Dry Bar, but they just were like, you know, didn't, didn't totally get it. And it was like many many meetings and we were doing a formal process. And many of those meetings were like, you know, guys who were looking at me like I was fucking crazy. And they're like, I don't understand. It's just blowouts. And, you know, and it was like, it was a really hard hurdle to get over explaining that to a room full of men who like really like the whole concept of blowout was completely lost on them and they didn't really get it. Um, and so we went through a lot of different like groups of, of venture capitalists and private equity guys. And, and until we got to what became our partner in Castanea, you know, who, who didn't, first of all, got, the, got the idea. They also had Janet Gerwig. She was the founder of Laura Mercier Cosmetics. So she was a board and she really got the concept and they were like, we don't want to mess with it. We want it to be, you know, just the way you want it to be. And the, the Castaneda definitely asked this question, but most of the private equity partner firms that we were talking to were like, why don't you do makeup and add like sell nail polish and do all that, and, you know, do sell all this other shit. Cause you have this captive audience of a hundred plus women coming in your shops today. And you know, I had to really stick to my guns with that. And I mean, there's so many of those early day stories, but, but yeah, you know, I just, I really believed in this thing that I knew so well. And I knew like, like nothing else (laughs) I really knew in my life as well as I knew this, that I knew this would work. And I, and I imagined it would only be on a very small scale. We never, ever would have imagined it would turn into 150 locations and a
0: product line and all the other this. which yeah. I'm obsessed with the dry shampoo. Thank you for that by the smells way. It smells so good. Oh my god, it smells so <laughs> good. Um but you you just mentioned it. Ali, 150 over 150 locations in 10 years because you opened up the Brentwood okay. store back in 2000, uh, 11 years I guess, right? 2010, you yeah, guys opened up that store. Is there a moment where you're driving down the road and you look over and you're like, "Oh, there's a dry bar." I started that like I would trip out if I, cause I saw one the other day and I was, I knew that we were going to talk to you and I was like thinking how cool that must be as an entrepreneur to watch an idea become an incredible movement that has, you know, a, has solidified its place now. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: yeah, it is so surreal. You know, I remember being in New York city years ago and walking, I love to walk when I'm in New York and walking like from like a, a long ways in the city and probably passing four different dry bars and being like holy shit, that's, that's my (laughs) idea. You know, it's like, yeah, I mean, it's like, we're like neck and neck with Nordstrom's in terms of like, how many locations it's like Nordstrom, you know, it's like, to me that, you know, so yeah, I have moments like that, you know, and then I have moments where it's like, it doesn't even like enter my mind. And then and then there's like other, you know, it's like, Drybar has given me such a platform and has opened up so many doors for me personally to do other things that I want to do in other businesses and other, all this other stuff. So yeah, it's, it's pretty surreal. I mean, if, if you were to ask like my parents as a kid and growing up, I was such a, like, I was, I, I can't even believe this, but I was, I was definitely like a wallflower. My brother was always in trouble and I was always kind of sitting back and, you know, my, my parents would be the first to say like, who would have ever thought, you know, it like <laughs> took me a while to come into my own and then to have done it in this, like, you know, such a, like on such a rocket ship has been, <laughs> it's just crazy. Yeah. It's, it's pretty overwhelming. Like, you know, what happened to my life in the
0: last 11 years with all the locations that you have and who you are and who you've become, how much pressure is there for your hair not to look like shit? <laughs> Where
4: <laughs> is pressure. I mean, I, I mean, literally, I'm I, mind. I don't think I had washed my hair. Like I, today's the first day I washed my hair in like five days. And I was yeah. like, I know I'm going to be on video, whether other people see it or not. I'm like, I, yeah, I can't, <laughs> my hair was looking pretty heinous <laughs> a couple hours ago. So I do feel a little bit of pressure. Although I don't really judge other people the way other people think I do, because I'm also like, I don't like hair to be perfect. I'm like, a, yeah. I like hair a little messy and not too perfect which you know kind of goes against my brand but do you ever like <laughs>
0: secret shopper it if I was you I'd go into a dry bar and I would sit down as a client and I would like see what's happening you know it's, it's hard to, I if so many people have asked me that and I
4: ha- I would like to do that and every once in a while I'll walk in a shop and they won't know who I am yeah which honestly makes make me more annoyed because I'm like <laughs> yeah. you should know the history yeah. of this brand right, you right. Know yes
0: who I am you know and sometimes <laughs> they don't
4: um, and I'm just, I'm frankly, I'm not in the stores anymore and I'm not in the day-to-day business anymore, but it's, and, and yeah, it's, it's like hard for me to go into a dry bar for the most part, because I'm very, oh, it's like, you know, everything stands out to me um, where, where it is right. to you necessarily, but like, I see all the things that are like, not exactly the way I want them to be. And then especially going in, you know, post pandemic, when we just started yeah. opening them again and we were like spacing out and like everyone's wearing masks and the thing and I'm like oh man this is not I mean I know we have to do it and it's important but it's like this is not like the, it's bustling and busy and crowded and that's like the beauty of it so it's that's yeah. been a really hard adjustment I mean just like anything else that we've all had to adjust mm-hmm. to um it's not exactly my baby
0: the way it was mm-hmm. you know so I remember it was really this time last year. We were all sitting out here in Montana, the, this group that I have, and there's a lot of people involved with the NFL out here. And we were kind of wondering, are we going back to work? I was in year two of my clothing line thinking, oh my God, this thing's going to die right yeah. here and there. When yeah. everything starts shutting down, Alley in LA and, and all over the, the country, what are you thinking about your baby? I mean, about Dry Bar? Yeah. I mean, I thought that it was like over
4: for us too. You know, yeah. I mean, it was... You know, we were lucky that we had, <laughs> I mean, by the grace of like, God, we sold the product division in early January, right before the world, like, oh, wow. weeks the world fell apart. So we, you know, so the business sustained itself with that, luckily, for a little while, you know, and we were trying to do things like incentives for employees, and we were just trying to do whatever we could. But it was like, it was scary. It was like, we were faced with this, like, oh, my God, this could be like, it like drive our could just be done, you know? Mm. And, and, and listen, it kind of came close to that I and mean, we, we, we worked it out and we are still here, but it was, you know, it was very touch and go there for a while. And it was like, this is how this ends. Like this, yeah. you know, mm. it was like, you know, not that thought, that thought and idea it was like, you know, kind of my life's work. And then it's like, Oh, we're just going to go bankrupt because we don't, I, you know, cause it was obviously, I mean, you, you do the math. It's like, we had all these locations with all this rent to pay, mm-hmm. no money coming in. And it was the scariest, like craziest, like you just, you know, I remember my brother used to always say like, you know, you have to save up for a rainy day. And what if the world falls apart? It's like, that's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then it happens and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. So, yeah very, very
0: scary. And like, thank God we got through it. Ali, yeah. did you? You know, I've Erin's um, a few years into her successful clothing brand. I started an interior design company, and I'm curious, from you know your bird's eye view now, sitting at the top um, as a business owner and entrepreneur with such success were you overwhelmed? I'm overwhelmed by the business. I'm not business savvy. I know that I know what I know and I know design, but I don't know the business part of it. How did you learn or was that something that was innate to you or who helped you with the business? I don't
4: don't really consider myself business savvy either. I think Mm. maybe other people do. And I think I've learned a lot about business and I probably know more probably like you than most people know because when, when you start a business, as you know, you're kind of thrust into like making decisions on shit that you're like, I don't know. I'm just going to, you know, yeah. but I, I was yeah. lucky to have like a good partner in my brother who was much more business savvy than I was, okay. you know? which is always like advice I give people. It's like, find that person that you really trust that can like, not only is good at the stuff that you're not, but like enjoys it so mm-hmm. that you can go enjoy design and do the thing that you love. You know I mean? We, we had that conversation so much, like what is my alley's highest and best use? And it was like, the training program, the customer service in the shop, you know, the way the shop looked and felt and like how we talked to people, like all, all of that stuff. Like I was really good at that, Mm -hmm. you know, spreadsheets and payroll and HR. Oh, no, thank you. I don't (laughs) want to do it. And sometimes we have to, and I did in the beginning. I mean, I did, I did do payroll in the early days. I don't (laughs) know if I did it well, but you know, it's like, of course, I think it's good to go through the motions of it, but I think it's like, give yourself a break and let somebody else take that on because they'll be better at it also yeah. than, than you. Know. So that's, that's kind of, you know, and I'm I'm in the throes of that right now with my jewelry company that I started Beckett and Quill and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and it's really, really tiny and it's all direct to consumer. So it's very different than m- what I know, which is like brick and mortar. And it's like, Oh, I have to get people to go to my website to buy stuff. Like I don't know how to do that. <laughs> and I'm figuring that out. I'm trying to like pull favors and leverage people and ask as many people as I can, because I just don't know how to do it, you know, and I I kind of find the challenge fun, you know, like, how do I get this business off the ground? What's the trick? Um, Because I'm determined to crack the code. And (laughs) because I think there is a code. But you know, it's the same thing. There's so much about this, that business that I don't really enjoy doing. Like there's stuff about you. And I think figuring out and and like sourcing out the other stuff is really Mm -hmm. so important.
0: You sound like, and I, and I know just spending a little bit of time with you that I have in person, you have a ton of ideas all the time, <laughs> yes. you know, no matter what's going on in your life. How totally. do you handle that? How do you deal with it? So you're not going nuts.
4: Well, it's, it's interesting. Cause I'm at this like strange phase in my life where I'm kind of like, what now? Like, what am I doing now? It's like, you know, I'm still involved in dry barn on the board and and that sort of thing, but not in the day to day operations. And yeah. I'm you know, i an advisor and investor in Squeeze. And then we had just launched this, okay, humans, con- the therapy concept. And then I have Beckett and Quill and I'm writing a book and I'm like, you know, to your point, I'm just like, I'm, so many things. Um, but I, but I'm like trying to figure out like, what's like the next, like, what am I doing for like the next 10 years? And maybe it is like, I think I'm in like the figuring it out kind of phase right now, because I do come mm-hmm. up with a lot of ideas and my fiance and I are like working on a lot of things together. And so I'm just kind of like I feel like I'm at this phase where I'm throwing a lot at the wall and seeing what what sticks and what makes me the most happy and trying to just put a lot out there and see where see where I land. And I don't know. Do you feel it's just, pres- just kind of yeah. Do you
0: feel pressure, Ali? Yeah. I mean in that thing of like, Ooh. oh, dry bar was so successful. Like now it's like, okay, the next thing. You know, we're in the sports world and you know it's you win a Lombardi trophy and then it's like, okay, but then go do it again and go do it again and do it again. And so this idea of having a successful business and then being, having that entrepreneurial spirit to start other companies, but do you feel pressure to have it be successful the same way?
4: I do sometimes, but I feel like I try to like get in front of that pressure by like talking about, you know, my jewelry company as like, it could work and it could not work. And I think that like, I've had a really successful business. I've had a really good run and I probably won't have other businesses that are quite as successful or drive as Drybar is, and or maybe I will. And then it, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, you hear people say all the time, and I know it's cliche, like our failures build us and our mistakes make us, and all that stuff. But it's really true, you know. And it's like I'm, I'm, you know, just kind of giving all these new ideas a shot now. And I'm sure some will work and some won't. And I, I like to be really transparent about that because it's not like oh, yeah. just because I've had success means I'm going to have success again and i you know and i had little bits of success before dry bar but obviously not on the scale um and i don't know i mean i feel pressure but i also feel like a freedom too like i can like i i have i've done some really great things and now i can kind of like not sit back in a way of like relaxing but i can like kind of do what i want and i can yeah and say you know what i'm gonna try all these different things and I'm gonna see what makes me happy and you know my life is like, you know, I, I I met a new guy and I fell in love and I'm like
0: Ooh, tell us about that. Where did you meet him?
3: Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabe. Anabe, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right. Sofas from only $639. You know, I
4: met a new guy and I fell in love and I'm like Ooh, really, tell us about like, that. Where did you cool? meet him? <laughs> well, you'll laugh. We met through this uh company called the Three Day Rule. It's a matchmaking service. So I was like dating after I got divorced and I was dating on all these like, you know, these like apps and they stopped I mean, no offense. And some of my friends <laughs> But I just had a hard time finding, you know, the right guy for me, you know, and I'm like, I'm a pretty strong, like alpha female and, <laughs> you know, and successful and all the things. And I was meeting guys who were like, either intimidated or just like, you know, they were like, they wanted kids still. And I was like, yeah, no, that ship has sailed. You know, it was just like lining up your stuff is hard. And so I had a, on my podcast, Raising the Bar, I had the founder of this company, The Three Day Rule. Talia, she came on and she was like, listen, we prioritize like working out and how we eat and all this shit and our jobs, but we don't prioritize our love lives. And I was like, you're right. Cause I was like, it feels like kind of desperate to hire somebody to meet somebody. But she's like, why? You know, it's like, it's just like anything else. You, you hire a headhunter to find a great job. You know, I'm like, yeah. And so I hired them and they, Adrian, my fiance now is the third guy I met. And like, it was like, really, like love at first sight, and we've been together almost two years and Aww. and he's a coach, he's an executive coach, so like you could he coaches like founders like me, so Ooh,
0: perfect you yeah. how
4: that goes <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, so I'm in this like you know, I was in a marriage for sixteen years that was you know cam was like my best friend, and we built dry bar together and we have two amazing kids, but it wasn't like that, like wow, like knock you over, like love affair that I'm experiencing now. So I'm like, oh. some that part of my life is kind of
0: backwards, you know. You can and, have it uh, all, Erin. You can have it yes, all. You Ali can. Ali is proof of this. Look at her.
4: Yeah, just different times, you know. Yeah. It's like for like I had, I was married for 16 years, and I and I think we were both kind of like, shit. This is it. Like this uh, <laughs> it doesn't feel like right, you know. And then. You know, meeting Adrian and like, oh, I think this was what it was supposed wow. to feel like. You know? Um, and I have a great relationship with my ex. And, you know, we it's like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's personally it feels like where my life is supposed to be in that way. And, you know, I think I was just like not paying attention to my marriage when we were building dry bark because it was just so Drybar was like my third baby. And it was just like everything we had. And Cam was in the business too. He's a creative mastermind of Drybar. Everything we had went to Drybar. And now I'm like, you know, like what I feel, you know, really have fallen in love and enjoying that part of my life that I Mm. was ignoring for 20 years. So yeah, it's like everything is like happened in a strange order. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Good for you. I I'm just glad it's happened. It gives people like myself and Chris a hope. You may have already answered this with COVID and maybe, you know, your divorce and so forth. What's been the hardest part about being you and, you know, having all these ideas and businesses and, you know, throwing stuff against the wall?
4: Well, I think it's probably like the pressure, you know, like you were yeah. saying, it's a little like what, you know, I I really don't, I don't put a lot of emphasis on what people think necessarily, but it is this like, you know, will I, will anything I do, you know, become as successful as Dry Bar, you know, Um, and, you know, where, where, you know, I remember when I was going through my divorce and my life was really falling apart and I ended up going to this place called Onsite in Nashville. I don't know if you have heard of it. It's kind of like the Hoffman. um, Anyways, the place where you go, where you like ditch your phone for six days or like serious intensive therapy and anyways the guy who runs it this guy miles addicts he's amazing and i had a conversation with him before i went which was like a very weepy conversation when i was just like on the floor a mess and he was like you know a lot of people who've like reached this kind of success you have and you get it's kind of like i know it's a little like woe is me but it's like this lonely at the top thing it's like what now like what am i building now and where you know it's it's less of a like pressure but what other people think it's more of a like finding what like gets me excited to get out of bed in the morning again. I think that's like the biggest personal like challenge I'm in the mix of now. And it's like Adrian, my fiance, he's like building his business and he's like, he's really into like the building phase. And I'm kind of like, well, can we travel? Yeah. Can we just go like, of course we couldn't do any of that. Because, you know, Um, so yeah, so I'm in this like, what feels like, I think I said like no man's land of like trying to figure out what makes me kind of tick. Now and that feels like a little bit of a weird, lonely place. Um, but but also fun and exciting. It just depends on the day, you know. Some days I'm like, I love that I don't know what's happening the next day, and I do love that. I love that like every day brings a new opportunity, and I've been so lucky to meet so many great people and have so many great connections and know so many cool people. But yeah, it's just kind of like, what's gonna happen next? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you have a lot of things, and before we let you go, Ali, I'd be remiss if, um, as a Someone who's trying to get my little engine that could business off the ground. What is the best advice that you received as a first-time entrepreneur that you still apply to all your other ventures? Yeah, I
4: mean, I think it's being an approachable boss is a big mm, one. You know, that's I, good. in the early days of Drive, yeah, I was like pretty unapproachable, and I didn't realize it. You know, I was like, my thank God, my brother was the person who was like, hey, people are scared of you, and I'm like, <laughs> what? You know, oh. I'm like I'm so nice. What are you talking about? He's like you're not. He's like you can be really hard to talk to, you. and you know. And I was like, oh shit, you know. And I, I in the early days, I would walk into dry bar and like lose my shit. I'd be like cleaning. I'd be on my hands and knees cleaning the floor. It's your I'd baby. Be,
0: I'd I get it. Yeah, everybody about
4: everything. And while it's important to have the one person who who cares about it that much as as the founder, you know, I think what I learned over time was like creating an environment where people feel like they can come to you and say. Hey, I don't think this is working. Or have you thought about this without like getting their head chopped off, without feeling like they're not going to be heard and seen, you know, and creating an environment where also people get a little more autonomy. Like I was very much like it was like my way or the highway. And I felt like I knew everything. I felt like I had to know everything. I had this like unrealistic, like I had to know everything. And like you said, like you're not, you know, you don't feel like you're that business savvy. But then people come to you and ask you, and you're like, well, who else is going to answer this? Mm -hmm. Like, I've got to be the one that answers. And so you just, you feel like this sense of like, I have to know everything. And, and so it's very vulnerable to say, you know what, I don't, I don't actually know. Can you know, maybe Mm -hmm. you can figure it out, you know, (laughs) versus like, oh, I'm the boss, and I should know the answer. So I'm just going to tell you an answer, which, which there's some of that too. And sometimes you just are the person. But I think, you know, the moral of the story is like get surrounding yourself being the kind of person that has people around you that aren't yes people people who feel empowered and like those people work so much harder for you anyways Mm because they feel like they're not in this like oh i'm just gonna i just do what i'm told and then i you know because like fuck that they're gonna go yeah you empower and then they
0: feel like they're part of the bigger picture and when you get people to feel invested then they care more like yeah and then
4: they're not leaving you know i can't tell you How many managers who have come up to me and were telling me about their store, and they're like, "So I'm doing this, and this happened to, you know," and they they refer to it as like my dry bar, and then they're like, "I'm sorry, I know it's like yours." Uh I'm like, "No, no, I want you to feel like it's yours. I want you to have this ownership in it, and that like ownership, it goes so much further than money and anything else. Like Mm -hmm. it's that like they feel like it's theirs, and they and they're really to your point invested
0: in it, and they want to work harder." Well, Ali, love, you are a very great. busy woman. Yeah, it is. You are a very busy woman with all sorts of things. You've got Beckett and Quill, Raising the Bar is your podcast. You have Squeeze and a horse yes. drive bar. Thank you for taking time out of your very busy schedule having to yes. um, shed some light. And congratulations on love. Love looks good on you. On the new man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I feel very grateful. That's awesome. Good for you, Ali. Thank you. Thank you. Calm Down with Aaron and Carissa is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Infinity
3: Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City.